0: But of course, you tell yourself, "Oh, they tricked me. Um, this is not the job they said I would have," and all those things, and not looking at what did I do to put me in this position, which I learned from Vision Founders International <laughs> about, you know, checking yourself and figuring out what decision allowed you to get in this space. And then, of course, quickly get out of it. Um, And so, you know, that's probably how it showed up in prior roles. But then now, um, because I learned how to manifest and to really ask and be active in my prayers and what I wanted, um, things are coming to me exactly the way I envisioned it.
1: Welcome to Why She's Winning with your host Christy Rutherford, a master of office politics and self-care advocacy. Christy's clients have received over 10 million in salary raises in a pandemic. Surprised that women are still getting paid during these challenging times? It's possible for you too. You can have it all if you believe you deserve it. Christy and her guests will assist you with that. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone, to Why She's
2: Winning. I'm your host, Kristen Rutherford, and today I have the amazing Linnell Owens. So Linnell is a proven strategic executive leader and intellectual property attorney with mature business acumen and legal expertise. She has nearly 20 years of experience managing global intellectual property portfolios, which includes global iconic brands such as Cummins, John Deere, and Walmart. Do you used to drive tractors, Linnell? Okay, great yes as well as for the four billion dollar e-commerce startup is it how do you say That's that yeah. okay i want to mess that up where she was the assistant general counsel and head of intellectual property often the first or only linnell is a patent attorney where in the u.s only 1.7 percent of intellectual property attorneys are black, one third of the percentage for lawyers as a whole. She is passionate about increasing the number of black attorneys in the intellectual property space and developed a summer program for HBCU law school students during her tenure at John Deere. She's well respected in the intellectual property community and is often sought off to speak on various IP topics for the past three years. She's been featured in World Trademark Reviews, WTR 300, the world's leading corporate trademark professionals. In her spare time, she's a servant leader and an active member of a number of social organizations such as Jack and Jill of America, Lynx, and Delta Sigma Theta Incorporated. As a mother to a son living and thriving with autism, she's a strong advocate for the autism community and is in the process of writing a book, sharing her story, raising a Black son with extraordinary abilities, as well as future plans of opening a special needs center in her local community. She got her BS in chemistry, from the University of Illinois, Master's in Mass Communication from the University of South Carolina, and her JD from the Howard University School of Law. My god, I had to cut that short. <laughs> Welcome, Linnell. Hello. All right. So Linnell, what was going on when you were like, you know what? I need to do something different. What was going on with you?
0: Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> um. I really feel like you came into my life just like divine order because it was what I needed. So at the time, I just felt like blah. Something was unsettling in my spirit. I didn't know why. Was not happy. Had normalized this kind of feeling. um, But just wasn't truly happy and just didn't know what would make me happy. And a few days actually before I actually talked to you, I had reached out to a therapist. I don't know if I ever told you this and talked to someone. I was like, oh, great. You know, and she ghosted me. All right. So I'm calling email to be like a client and, and, you know, just left me out there to dry. And I was like, OK, well, maybe Christy will talk to me. (laughs) And I knew I was like, I need someone that's going to shock my system. I didn't want someone who was going to be nice and talking softly to me, sit on the couch and, oh, how can we help you? And what I had seen on LinkedIn, I was like, (laughs) she definitely isn't going to take it, you know, soft. So I was like, you know, I need that because I'm in this state of just blah. And visually, it was like I was on a platform with a train and people coming on and off. And if you look at it, it looks as though I'm participating in life. But really, I was stuck on that platform, and um, just couldn't move and just couldn't figure it out. So that's kind of like <laughs> where things were for me. I love
2: it. Look at God, the lady ghosted you. Phenomenal. So you said you were, because I read your bio. I, I had to cut it short, y'all. I mean, it. you know, we would have been here all day. I still would have been reading that bio. And the reason why I love to do what we do, right, as a team, is that, you know, externally, you can have everything and still be blah, right? Like, your background is so impressive, but we're not allowed to have blah to the public, but we hide it amongst ourselves. So... What was if you want to expound just a little bit, I don't want to tell all your business. What does what does blah mean? Right? Like, I want you to just dig down into it because I know I was miserable and crazy, but I was successful Mm -hmm. and I'm Commander Rutherford, so it's I can't tell anybody. And because I'm one of a few in the organization, I just kind of lost myself in the title and you know, and just in life, but I couldn't necessarily feel how I wanted to feel because I was needed in the community and in my organization and in my family so talk a little bit more about being on a platform so were you by yourself on this train platform or you know what does blob mean i want you to expound on a
0: little bit definitely by myself but realizing that is this it like i'm supposed to have a certain feeling once i get to this level and it just was just not fulfilling Um, certainly not satisfied, certainly had the Sunday dread um, of going to work on Mondays and just could not figure out what it was. And it wasn't until I actually talked to you in that first call where I at least was able to get the language to describe what was going on with me and just feeling like I was just going through life, like not present. I was living, but I wasn't alive. And I was like, oh, this is not going to work. Like, I cannot continue to do this.
2: (laughs) You know, Linnell, so many times people have normalized, you know, high-functioning depression and high-functioning anxiety or, you know, let's normalize mental health. I'm like, no, let's normalize wholeness, right? Like, we're not. I think, and I say it on the top of a mountain, high-functioning depression or high-functioning anxiety are terms created by marketing companies to sell drugs, Period. Right, like it means that you know there's something wrong, but you're, but instead of doing something about it, you're now going to join this collective group, this community that says, "Let's normalize being miserable. Yeah. Let's normalize being successful, but we're not going to do anything about it." But there is a different way. So now you you got a bachelor's in chemistry, a master's in communications, and a JD, but. I wrote when you said, "Is this it? We're box checkers, right?" <laughs> As women who, te- who, when people tell us we can't do something, you would be like this. Oh, watch me. So you got the degrees, boom, boom, boom. You got the notoriety. You have the kid. Like you have all these things, and now you're at the top of the mountain. Like this. This ain't what I thought it was gonna feel like. <laughs> <laughs> That's like being a kid. Like this is not fun. Yeah. Yeah. At twenty in college, you'd be like, "Oh, go to college. I'm gonna kill it." And and we're all gonna be frolicking, running down the beach and happy and harmonious. And we get you on know, he'd be like this. This is a BS. I was lied to. <laughs> so what advice, you know, would you give women or men, but women really who are where you are right now, super successful, but you're wondering, is this it? What's one thing that they could do today to get unstuck?
0: Oh, uh, without going through your program? And I say that because from the first phone call that we had and a lot of times you say like you were offensive to people you actually were to me so I don't know how I escaped (laughs) escaped that but you had asked me what are my dreams and I had absolutely nothing to say and that hurt my feelings because I was like I was such an imaginative kid like just always had goals always you know wanted to do things and I don't know when it happened, but somehow I felt like I didn't have permission to dream, like I wasn't allowed to and that based on how I was raised with parents who had those good jobs, you make sure you stay in there for 40 years, make sure you have benefits. and so I was seeking security as opposed to dreams and making sure that I had a job that made my family Proud whether or not I really wanted to do it or not. You know, so yeah, I, I would definitely say that helped me to give me the language to describe exactly where things kind of went awry for me. I don't
1: know, you know if I asked your question or
0: not, but no,
2: no, you did. I mean, I, I'm just gonna pull from the strings of what you talk about, is because people think about Trauma in the fact of, oh, I was abused as a kid, or my dad walked out, or, you know, my mom used to, you know, whatever, is like perfectionism is trauma too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Having two parents in the household that have high expectations for their kid, that's traumatic if you're not on the path of where you're supposed to be. Everybody's crazy. It's just how we're going to now label where did it come from? Right. Like we all have something that we need to resolve in our adulthood of where we left ourselves behind at some point. So it's like you're seeking security, but you weren't happy. Mm-hmm. And and what you really want to do in life, your artistic side, which we're going to get to, is not necessarily in their minds monetizable. Not for a lady who went to school and got a bachelor's in freaking chemistry. Right. Like that the highest standards for. Cause you got to be brilliant. I don't get the numbers in chemistry. Like I'm not that ABC. I can count money though, but uh, the whole formulas and the letters that don't really spell nothing. That's not my jam, nails. So to, you're obviously brilliant and there were obviously your parents poured into you and gave you the best. And because people who master in chemistry at the bachelor stage are brilliant and poured into, and there's awareness in that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that
0: that's your full path. But let me say, I suffered <laughs> through chemistry. So I don't want people to think like, oh, you know, she was a straight A student. No, I was burning. Like, just how do I get out of here and didn't have the courage to tell my parents, can I like major into liberal arts? Like, this is not not the jam for me, but it was, you know what, I'm committed and I'm going to do this. This is what I have to suffer through because sacrifices were made for me. So I'm going to do this. So I at least want to put that out there that it was not an easy road (laughs) at all.
2: No, that's so good because you're doing it to appease the expectations, but that's not really what you wanted to do. And so you suffered through it and you made it, but there was a high cost to that. And that's what we had to unpack because if we're not unpacking that at, you look like a young Teneroni. I ain't gonna tell your age, but if we're not there packing that past 35 something. <laughs> you're gonna be miserable at 60 because you never really found your
0: life. Right.
2: Hey, Chris
3: Rutherford here. Do you wanna learn how to ask for and get a 30% raise without getting another degree? Look, black women are the most educated and the least paid. I should tell you that, that math is not mapping. The degree is not the path to the next level. It's actually learning how to articulate the value and take credit for the work that you've already done. So I want to invite you to get my brief case study at changenowwithfruesty.com. Just get the information, use it, and take the money out of the hands of your employers and put it into your household because you already deserve it. You just have to know how to ask for it. Again, changenowwithfruesty.com. I can't wait to get this insight, use it, and get the money that you deserve.
2: Take care. So, all right. So let's talk about what was most shocking to you as you started to look in the mirror at your stuff?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: What was most shocking to you
0: when you started to unpack like where you were? Probably those voices from the past in my head that I allowed to drive a lot of decisions that didn't make sense as I look back on it now. I think Judge Terry talked about that, you know, where someone cannot tell me I can't do something. Because I adopted that. I can show you better. I can tell you, like, mentality. And I'm like, this person doesn't care. Like They don't even remember telling me this, you know. And so I definitely saw that where I was taking on things, fighting a battle with other person had already moved on, had left the battlefield, and I'm still there <laughs> with my armor on trying to fight and show them, see, I could do it. I told you I could do it. For what? So, yeah, that's definitely one. And then probably how much I had buried the creative side to myself because I had created this image that I was STEM and hard science and and that kind of thing and that you can't really, you know, be an artiste (laughs) and make a living. Even though I had, like, you know, brothers who – play instruments. And I'm like, they are happy as I don't know what, but you know, I'm going to work and I'm doing all this and they are like happy. And I'm like, why can't I do that? But again, I was like, no, I have to have a job that is respectable. Uh. (laughs) So when you talked
2: about, you know, the voice in your head, dropping decisions and fighting a battle, how did that, because this before this started before you got to work, Does that make sense? Like this started before you got the job. How did carrying that and fighting show up at work before and how are you showing up now?
0: I, because I was focused on security, I would select or go after jobs that whether it was for money or for title. I mean, of course there were other things that attracted me to it, but I would then take on roles that I'm like, I don't even like that, but <laughs> I can make it work. Cause you know, I'll get this and I'll be happy. Right. Like believing that my happiness was tied to what I did for a living, as opposed to me living in happiness and everything else attracted to me will happen. And so it showed up with me in these roles that, you know, yeah, I'm dynamite. Yeah. You know, just because you're good at something doesn't necessarily mean that that is going to bring you the joy that you desire. And so I ended up being in places where I felt like I have this greatness that is being boxed in and I have to let it out, but I can't because I've made the decision to take this on. But of course you Tell yourself, oh, they tricked me. This is not the job they said I would have and all those things and not looking at what did I do to put me in this position, which I learned from Vision Finders International (laughs) about, you know, checking yourself and figuring out what decision allowed you to get in this space. And then, of course, quickly get out of it. And so, you know, that's probably how it showed up in prior roles. But then now, because I learned how to manifest and to really ask and be active in my prayers and what I wanted, things are coming to me exactly the way I envisioned it. And because I prepared myself for it. So it was no longer, you know, oh, God, I want to have this job. It was I want this specific type. Thanks to Kathy, my coach, these are the types of coworkers I want to have. This is the environment. These are the types of things I want to do. And then I started to do things as if I had already received it. So there was an expectation that I would you know, receive, like I would be blessed and I would be doused in blessings and there was nothing that would stop that. And all I had to do was just receive it. So, you know, friends laugh at like my picture. Like, those are headshots that I booked before I had a job. Because I was like, oh, I need a new headshot because somebody's going to hire me. So this is what I'm going to do. I cleared out my, yes.
2: Hold on. We're going to, we, I want to break it up a little bit. Go I want to go, because you about to, it's good though. It's good. Okay. <clears throat> so we get this thing twisted. We say, if I get this job, I'll be happy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then you get mad and be like, they tricked me. No, (laughs) you tricked yourself thinking that the job was the source of your joy. And then you go to the next job. They tricked me. They lied to me. They told me this job would make me happy. No, they told me that they would treat me properly. No, it's like we're, we are attaching our joy to the job, looking for the job to be the source of happiness or the job to be the source of the security and now you're miserable in these jobs with these titles right so you said you stopped you know through doing the work and looking in the mirror you was like this how did i create this mm-hmm. that's gold i mean if anybody gets anything out of this interview you are solely responsible for your joy happiness peace and mental and physical health so we surrender that and giving it to other people who just is crazy lanell yeah. So you change your perspective from what job is going to make me happy to what's going to make me happy. And once you wrote the order out, now you start going, looking for the job that's going to fit this box of what makes you happy. Yeah. So what was that shift in perspective like for you? Because you, you know, been looking for jobs. You've had this, I mean, amazing positions, by the way, right? Like amazing positions that this is going to make me happy. This is going to make me happy. This is going to make me happy. What happened when you shifted and what were some of the things that you wanted in a position and connected to how you want to feel?
1: Mm -hmm. And So
2: now we'll go on to that track that you're on. What happened in the before and after?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, just to go back a little bit, like right before I started the program, you know, I had, the day I talked to you, I had already turned in my notice of resignation. So I had decided and I wasn't able to give the language to what I needed, but I was like, I need a break and I need to figure out who I am. And so during that time going through the program and evaluating things, I started to look for how am I going to feel was the actual thing as I would describe what I wanted. Not necessarily, ooh, what I want, but is this going to give me this particular feeling that I'm desiring? And so a work experience that, of course, you know, I was going to be challenged and, you know, remote and like all of that other stuff. But At the end of the day, am I going to be happy every single day? And that had never happened in my entire life. That was the goal. That was the driving force for everything that I wanted, including the type of individuals that I wanted to work with. And, you know, and so now that I'm starting to see it, it's just like, oh, my God, like this. Why didn't I do this earlier? This is just wonderful, and it's so easy, right? Like what I'm saying, I'm sure people are like, "Okay, yeah," but no, like for real, for real. <laughs> like you have to truly, truly believe that you deserve. That's so good. I was
2: thinking, I wrote down every day, and I circled it, like every day. Like we want to be happy every day, y'all. This is not, you know, like this lady a lawyer actually i was at this lawyer conference i was talking to this lady she said happiness is a moment i was like my god right like we we're looking for moments of happiness once a month you're happy for like five minutes ma'am i can help you you know me i can help you girl (laughs) right like we should be happy all the time yeah and when did it become acceptable for us to be miserable adults, where if your kid was miserable for five days, you'd be like, doc, something going on. You better look and run the test. And then they come back and they'd be like, there's nothing wrong. You'd be like, oh, you better run some more tests. You're going to go get a second and a third opinion. Like we don't allow kids to be miserable for longer than an hour, but we're, it's okay and acceptable for adults to be miserable for years. And we're going to normalize that, right? hey Chris Rutherford here I hope that you are enjoying this podcast as much as we loved putting it together for you to share insight to make your life better now did you get your copy of my resume course how to use the superpower method to write an irresistible resume to land you a high-paying job look even if you have somebody write your resume for you how do you know whether or not it sucks <laughs> And did you give them the information to be able to write a great resume or did you hope that they were going to spend gold out of something that you gave them that wasn't that good? So get this course not just to write your own resume, but to be able to provide resume writers with what they need to adequately tell your story so you can get paid the money that you desire and deserve. So go ahead and click on the link on around this video Get this course, use it, and get paid what you deserve. It's less than $50. I mean, come on, just get the course and use it. See you soon. So, you create your reality. Period. Yeah. You're the author, the director, and the actress in your life. And you created a good life. So once you got clear on what you wanted and the coworkers that you wanted to be around,
0: and how you want it to feel, then what happened? I let it go. I didn't worry about it, right? So it was, again, I am praying for something and also grateful that I know is, I'm going to receive it, which I hadn't really done before. And so just put it away. And I do it in all areas of my life. I'm not always perfect, but I do it all the time. Like, you know, I think we were talking about cars, like, I had this moment. I was like, "Okay, I want this kind of car. I'm not seeing it." Instead of me worrying about, "Okay, this is what I want," and then I'm just gonna let it go because I know it's gonna happen. And then, boom, it happens. Or just, you know, (laughs) just instantaneous, just like blessing. Like, yeah, I knew it was happening. You know, people look at me like, "What? How did?" Sorry, like
2: everybody not able. <laughs> so people are like, hold oh, up, I remember because you got the people who remember when you was miserable. Yeah,
0: what how long has been Lanelle? It ain't been
2: that long. What six months? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So they looking at you like, how one, why are you so happy? Two, you got this job with, with the with the significant increase, praise the Lord. And then you're starting to manifest up, and, and it's the people that you used to talk to like this. I don't know are these the new people or, or the existing people? Like, are the new people
0: the existing it, people looking at you like, yeah, how are you doing yeah. all of this? Go ahead. Go ahead. There's like a group of people who knew me younger, who I was the happy person. And then there's a group of people in that kind of depressed state that I think they're like, huh, okay. All right. Like, even like a good friend, like, she got me this mug. Because right? <laughs> she was like, I can just see it. I can feel it, you know, coming from you. And I pour into other people so that they know you can get some of this happiness too. Like, you know, you just got to believe in it. And so it has been a shift, Um, even like with my family and things that are happening. The one uh, material that you provided, the Florence Chauvin, The Game of Life, like that was groundbreaking for me because it truly changed the way that I thought what I said to myself the how language plays a role in your subconscious and so when i am approaching things and making sure that i'm putting out good energy because i want to receive good energy and so just and sharing that with other people because you know i know that you have a ministry like i think that was also why i was drawn to this you know it's on the download. people don't realize it secret prosperity minister you are But, you know, I also think that I also have to spread like the goodness of, you know, what you can truly, truly receive if you ready yourself for that. Yeah, I'm a
2: a part time undercover prosperity preacher. It's great. (laughs) So talk to us about the community. Does that make sense? Like, because you're because we're one of a few. And so now you have this tribe. What was it like going with the group? Because some people still ask me, Christy. Coach me one-on-one. I'd be like, first of all, y'all don't want me one-on-one because I don't have it no more. I'm had that patience in there. It's, you know, I'm off the chain. But, you know, we do the group for a reason. So I want you to talk about the group and then we're going to talk about Coach Kathy. So what was that like in the, you know, to now meet this, this this group of women and to be in this
0: tribe? I didn't want no part of it. Not at all. Like, I'm not a group therapy person, I don't care why somebody else is like feeling low, like I'm here to get answers for myself. Like <laughs> I was never like a even like you know, even like with my son with autism support groups, I was like, oh, I can't, uh uh-uh, this is not for me. And so that first night, I was just like, all right, I'm paying my money, so let me get on the call, but I really don't want to be here. I'm do these assignments, check it off, because <laughs> I'm a checklist. And I think I was the first person and Kathy's asking me all these questions in front of these strangers. And I'm like, well, what is this? Like, this is not what I saw. We're not going to talk about the assignment that I just spent you know, time looking at this video. Like, what are you asking about my childhood? Like, what is this? And so I just had this wall up. Man, I think it probably took about the third or fourth time when I started to recognize I could see myself in the other women on the call, and then I knew it was a safe space. And we truly wanted each other to win. But those first few, no. So sorry, Kathy. <laughs> oh, no, you're gonna, you're gonna transform over here. If you
2: keep showing up, you yeah. know, either you we're gonna do it nice, or we're gonna have to like had to do Judge Terry, had to wrestle her down to the ground. So now though, with the relationship, like what did you, you know, you got past the skepticism. Now, what is it like for you to have this community?
0: Oh, it's absolutely phenomenal because oftentimes we are the first or we are the only. And to know that we may be a little crazy, but we're not crazy by ourselves. And that You have other people that, you know, have found solutions for themselves and that when we get stuck somewhere, there's so many people I can reach out to now that understand um, exactly where I'm coming from because they've also had this similar journey. And there's just some phenomenal, extraordinary women that are in the group. And even though I wasn't part of the Eagle crew, I know, you know, the members of the Eagle crew and I can reach out to them and ask them for help. Kathy, you know, just other people. And so it's wonderful to see reflections of yourself. Like we know there's black girl magic, but to really see us in a whole group, even beyond just like black women, because of course you have all women of all races in the group, but it's just like look at the power in the room. And it's it's inspiring because we know we can change the world um, because we've tapped into our purpose and who we are. And so. I think that's probably the biggest thing that I didn't realize I would get from joining the, joining the program.
2: Yeah, the expectation is for y'all to change the world, period, right? Like that's the, it is what it is. That's the pressure from me. Be like this, so you're gonna find this purpose and 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 get on top of it and go change the world or what? So, and I love the, uh, you know, I love y'all's jobs. I love it, but it's, God is calling y'all the greater. So our goal is to get y'all out of the way to undo what life has done to you, to be able to put you on a straight path. Um, and the community is, we're so lonely and that we don't trust women, right? We don't like, I was like, I, when God, my, the, the first couple of years, me coaching, I only coached men because I worked in a male dominated work environment. So I was more comfortable around men than I was with women. So God was like, Coach women. I was like, Nope, I don't even like women. I ain't, co- <laughs> nope. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even like women. And it took me time to get comfortable with myself, comfortable in my power, comfortable with, once I became comfortable with myself, and that's what happened with you, is like, once you became comfortable with yourself, Mm -hmm. you became more comfortable around other women. And then you saw, wow, wait, hold up. They're just like me, but in a different way. I'm not going to say better, but you got women, and then you got unicorns. Yeah. The, the high achievers, the first ones, the, the ones who carry the weight of the world on our shoulders, the pressure like, we're not like a lot of other women. And that, that's just who I'm after because if I set y'all free, y'all gonna go get 10,000 or a million. Yeah. Right? The requirement to be in this program is I talk to women and be like, I just want a different job. I'll be like, but you don't wanna be better? No. You don't wanna do anything like I got generational curse break on my family? Like, you're not that person for your family? No. So we set you free. You're not, you're just going to keep that blessing to yourself. Pretty much. Yes. I'd be like, well, I'm not for you. You got to go call mm-hmm. somebody else. So, okay. So talk about coach Kathy, right? Like, what was it like? Cause a lot of people want to work with me. I'll be like this, like we our our clients or our coaches are, are my former clients, so she can <laughs> believe for you. Cause we five X her income, you know, Kathy was sad and now she's frolicking on everybody's beach. Now she's happy. So what was that, what was that like? What was that experience like? You know, for and she's a leader, right? But what was that like for you? I would say, what do you think the benefits were with working with Kathy? Because she's gonna watch this. No pressure.
0: Well, you purposely matched me with Kathy, because you're like, you two are very alike. And she is, I'm not gonna say nicer than you, but her approach. From her former life, she's very diplomatic, but very to the point, so you know, it was nice to have her kind of lead me down on that journey and knew that she wasn't just gonna drop me like you know, have you done this? why have you done this? like really probing in the way that she does when she turns her head to the side, you know. <laughs> Did you really do that? Like, what are you, know? So um, oh, it was really nice to have her as my coach and to kind of help me and just, you know, even when I was out of like her weekly calls, like texting her and like, hey, I have all this free time, I don't know what to do. I'm so excellent at all this stuff. What do I do? You know, and so she just, I was just like, calm down. <laughs> and I want you to focus. This is how you can approach it, you know. So it was really nice, and that you start to feel like. This is going to come out the wrong way. We didn't need you on a weekly basis, right? We needed you to pop in from time to time, but that we were still getting the goodness that we deserved from our weekly calls and in our group kind of interactions. Oh, great relief. Because that's the plan. If like my, my goal was
2: to create a program where, We can't scale. I can't touch 10,000 women by myself. I tried in 2020. I almost died. And so that's why, you know, the best coaches, in my opinion, are the women who've had the transformation because we can believe it for other people. Um, So when you said y'all need me. Great. Hey, Chrissy Rutherford here inviting you to join my private community. Money loves happy people. Yes. The information is so good. We do live interviews Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I have hundreds of on-demand videos in this community, including my signature course, How to Use the Superpower Method to Write an Irresistible Resume. My other course, Seven Keys to Getting the Raise that You Desire and Deserve. I made hundreds of videos from amazing thought leaders from around the world. You have access to on-demand for less than $500. Go ahead, register, join us in this community, get this insight and get paid what you desire and deserve. Take care. So let's talk about all this free time because you still got the result. Yeah. There's a system, we have a system. So let's talk about all this free time. A lot of times, Linnell, we're busy doing everything and we're doing too much and you're carrying all this baggage and, and you're proving people wrong, you're on the battlefield. You know, you're fighting from 8 to 8.30 this person. You're going to clock back in at 10 o'clock and you're going to slay this dragon. So once you get free, now you don't know what to do with the freedom. What was that feeling like? Because you're texting her like, I got all this time. What am I supposed to do? we like, chill. This is your, this is how you live now. Right. right. So what was that moment like for you when you became free and it made you nervous, pretty much?
0: That lack of control. <laughs> what? Like... I'm just supposed to sit here, like, (laughs) I have time to do all this stuff, right? And you always talk about, you know, we're not guaranteed today or tomorrow. And so it was just fascinating that I was able, you know, now I'm able to accomplish not just stuff for work, but like the things that actually, you know, that make me happy, that are driving me all the other interests that I have, but it takes an adjustment because you've been for years, you've been this robot. And now all of a sudden, you know, you can actually think for yourself and do things and own the capacity to live, you know, freely, right? And so it's unsettling for us, you know, type A women, control freaks, but I will never ever give it up. (laughs) This is the way to live.
2: So I always say, we keep y'all for another two months because now you got to get acclimated to your new reality of I'm free. You says, now I have time to do what makes me happy. We ne- And now you're responsible for it. So you're like, so I can go be happy? Yes, girl. I, I don't have time for that. We said I don't have time for that. I don't have time to be thinking about this. I don't have time to be doing that. I don't have time to, to do what I want to do. I don't have time to write the book. I don't have time to be creative. Now you got the time and you're like, you mean I got time for this? Oh my god! Now, now we have to push y'all into like going to be free, which is crazy as hell, but it's true. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know. I knew you were a lawyer, but I ain't read all your backgrounds because I'm. I'm gonna be harassing y'all on what your work title is. I thought you were a poet. <laughs> <laughs> but you being a poet so let's talk about that like where did that come from I just we sitting in the conference Lanelle was like oh I got inspired to write a poem and we were like read it and then so yeah we got we got to talk about that journey to finding your or to rediscovering because you didn't have to find your purpose you've been with you the whole time you just have to go dig her up so what has that transition been like to go back to
0: doing what brings you
2: joy Mm -hmm.
0: So I know it happened like in the summer and like, I know your happy place is a beach, my happy place are the mountains. And so I was there and I think we were on a call and I was inspired by one of the other women, like their story. And we were talking about the affirmations, but nothing like stuck to me, right? Like I could read like your words, but they didn't pour into me. And so I was like, well, I'm gonna write my own. Uh, and so that's, I think that was the start of it. And then just every day I started like, oh, yeah, I forgot that I did this. And then I think I may have mentioned something to like a friend. Say, oh, yeah. Well, remember when you wrote blah, 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 blah. Completely forgot that I had been doing that for years. I don't even remember when I stopped. And so now when I am in those, that's how I handle stress. When well, I stress these unexpected surprises that happen in my life. We'll write down, you know, something because I've always been drawn to creatives. I've always loved art, I've always loved spoken word, music, all those different things. And instead of, I mean, yes, I'm a lawyer and I protect that kind of stuff, but I'm a creative too, and it is okay um, for me to be that. So yes, I am a poet. Yes, I am a writer, in addition to all the other things that I do.
2: Yeah, because that one in your bio, you got to put that in there. So two more questions. You completely forgot what once brought you so much joy. Mm-hmm. So you completely you didn't forget, you just suppressed yeah. the greatest part of who you were. Right? And then and then you're wondering why you're 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 successful, but you're not that happy. Mm-hmm. You're you're successful, but you're not fulfilled because who you really are, she's like this big now. Like and, and she's walking around with you. So we're like, do affirmations. Your inner being was like, no, because I have the words for you. Why <laughs> was you telling you, no, I don't want to hear that.
0: That's why you Yeah, I was rolling her eyes and her neck like, no. Nope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Affirmation hit you in the head and you like this. No. Nope. And so over time, Linnell, when you became more doing the habits, which we're going to, you know, talk about one, one or two things that women can do. You started to open up a little bit of who you were, and then you peek out a little bit more. And then the next week, once you became compliant in doing the work, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> once you became compliant, and then you open up a little bit more, and then you'd be like, This, I just heard something, right? And your inner being is like, Let me out. <laughs> and then you do it again, and you open up a little bit more, and now you can hear, now you start writing. Yeah. And then now you wide open at our event in Atlanta and you're like, oh my God, I just wrote a point. It was like, Kathy was like, read it. So you had to get up with the microphone and read it. It was awesome. So talk about, you said, I'll, I'll never go back. And then it never happened again. Cause this ain't no, we don't do one hit of quitters over here. This is a lifestyle. Right. So what advice do you have for women who are stuck? And then what's one or two things that they can do, you know, the habits that you've instilled in your everyday life now
0: to stay happy. What do you have for them? I would say for those that are stuck, don't let it's temporary. Like you have the ability to get just how you got into that situation. You can get yourself out and that you're probably pouring into the fear of the unknown. And it's OK. Like just move like do something like I would say like for fear forget everything and respond like that's what I would tell myself all of the time I would write it down that's what it means and so just trust yourself and I think one of the things that you said or um, in one of the the sessions about if God has brought you this far how can you actually fail and so if you like internalize that, like, know that you can get out. And I know what it's like, because I was there. Like, you don't know, you don't have a compass of how to get, you know, out of it, but you can. And just trust, and ask, and, you know, you shall be received. <laughs> and I think you asked me, like, kind of like the habits and stuff. So yeah,
2: two habits that they can do today that can be mm-hmm. able to move them a little bit out of the quicksand or out of the darkness and, and closer to the light.
0: Certainly the affirmations and speaking joy into yourself on a daily basis. You were created for a reason and that you are special. And so if you truly believe that you are in the image of God, so like you're perfect, right? And so I'd certainly do the writing and also listening to um, affirmations, guided meditation actually helps um, as well. If you don't have the words for yourself, then listen to someone else to try to pour that into you. And then just, you know, every morning, I say thank you. Like, I have to say it out loud because I know, you know, it's a blessing that I have another day. And so from there on, it's like, we're going to have a positive day and everything that I want, I will receive. And because then you start to think This is how I want my day to be. It's going to be positive. That is my expectation. There is no hope. I hope. Like, stop saying, oh, I hope I have a good day. No, I'm going to have a good day because it's already claimed and closed. Like, this is what is going to happen uh, for me. So that's certainly some of the habits that I started. And I can tell when I drop off from it, things start to... (laughs) get a little like oh you know and then I'm quick to like jump back like oh did I do that did I listen to something you know or you know sometimes when you have good sense so candles and all those things that again things that bring you joy you need to pour into it and stop saying I don't have time to do it you know I always say
2: either you're Working for happiness, or you're either you're working towards happiness, or you're allowing misery. Like mm-hmm. happiness is an active; it's not a passive activity. We got to work to be this happy. Yeah, but it's not that hard. That you you talked about earlier. You said I had Sunday dread. Everybody like on Sunday, your heart starts to drop. You be like, my God! By six o'clock, we depressed. Wake <laughs> <laughs> up on Monday. Hope it's Friday, right? Yeah. I don't try to be on the roads on Mondays between 7 and 9 because everybody's mad because they're going to work. And I surely won't be on the road on Fridays between 3 to 6 because people are driving home like bass out of H E L to go home and get on the couch. They want to make it home. So you're grateful when you wake up in the morning as opposed to saying, oh, my God, what emails do I have to check? Or who am I going to cuss out today? Or mm-hmm. like, well, who will get on my nerves today? It's like, I am grateful that I woke up. Absolutely. So live your life full of gratitude and then have an expectation that something good is going to happen. And that takes rewiring and training.
3: Hey, Chris Rutherford here. If you want to learn how to get a 30% raise this year without getting another degree, go ahead and get my free case study and get this information. Use it. You can go to dot com. It's about 30 minutes. Use the insight. Own your value
2: and get paid what you desire and deserve. Take care. See you soon. So the last question, what advice do you have for women who are considering working with Vision Founder International?
0: What advice do you have for them? (laughs) Outside of like, just do it. Gosh, there's so much that I could say. Because I think people who reach out to you, they know that they need it. And, you know, the fear is stopping them. And so, like I said before, just do it. Do something for yourself. Because even at the time, like, when I talked to you and I was like, I want to do this right now. And you were like, well, when are you going to do something for yourself? Like, you know, what you're doing now? Is that working out for you? (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, I guess she does have a point, right? So I certainly, because I am a proof that you can transform um, your life. and if that is what you truly desire, then I would you know recommend highly recommend that people you know, sign up and kind of talk to you. even if they just need to follow you for a whole year on LinkedIn, right? Like really take it in what you're saying because you've talked to a number of women, various backgrounds, and we're all saying the same thing that we are now happy and that we know what our purpose is and it's doable. And so that's what I would say, like, just trust your gut. There's a reason your gut is God talking to you. So there's a reason why you're attracted to these calls to Christy. So just take that next step. What do you have to lose?
2: My last question, I got one more because she said something it's so good. We, we we I could talk to you for like 10 hours. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to put Lanelle on the stage. You know, I talk to women who are terrified to change. You are not even making me mad when I be on the phone. I'd be like, my God, right? So your initial thing was, yeah, yeah, Chrissy, I hear you. Cause you were in a sunken place. <laughs> you over here promising mm-hmm. butterflies and joy and happiness. And so you're like, I'll do it later. And I'm like, but what you gonna do now? Cause mm-hmm. you could be happy now and there are women who, uh, think, well, at least this hell is familiar. At least I know this because it's, I got to let go and really believe that I can be happy. And we got too many testimonials, we got Mm -hmm. too much proof over here. So we really believe in, you know, what we do. So what advice do you have for women who are holding on to the misery because at least that's familiar, and they're afraid and terrified to hope that their life can be different. What advice do you have for them?
0: Gosh, it doesn't sound so dark, but if your desire is to go to the grave early, then stay where you are. You know, if the misery is comforting to you, and you know it's you are going to continue to harm yourself. Your body is going to feel all this stress right so Jennifer talks about that you know like those aches and pains that you're feeling are manifesting in your body because you just you're wallowing in despair and you don't have to be you were put on this earth because you're special and so you don't you know you have to know you know like I am I am you know and so it's relatable but then you have to get out of that space. And so if you are with a group of friends and all you all do is complain, you need a new set of friends. If, you know, again, because that group therapy, if you're in group therapy and everybody else is complaining and no one has any kind of positive action to try to move forward, then that's probably not for you. But stop Staying in spaces and environments that are not going to pour into you because that is what you need. You need something to feed your soul. And that's why you're here on this earth, because, you know, the world needs you. And so you just really, really need to kind of take the first step. Take a chance. If it doesn't work for you, try something else. But don't. That's not your destiny. That's not, you know, the plan for you to be miserable. It's just not. okay,
2: Linnell, oh, it's dropping the gems over here. It's not dark, Linnell, is true because we've been there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we used to be there. Whereas like once you come out of misery and depression and the darkness and into the light, we look back, you'd be like, we're on our way out of here. There's <laughs> yeah. no way we can exist with that much toxicity mm-hmm. running through our system because we always on the battlefield ready to fight somebody. Like the Chanel is, and Gucci, you
0: know, right? Like, yeah. you know, we have Louis Vuitton bag, but just <laughs> it's both on your so, way to the grave.
2: <laughs> yeah, stewing in negativity, like that's not, we become comfortable with complaining about being uncomfortable because there's no way we can walk around existing. I did it because I had 17 medical conditions when I left the Coast Guard. I would have died in six months had I not left. Trying to chase a check in security, with three and a half years left, I'm gonna, I am would have died within a year. I would have had a stroke or something, or a heart attack within six months. So, you know, we got to get to the point where we have to become our own uh, solution, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we're the creator, once we recognize that we're the creator of our misery, then we can also know that we're the cure. Mm-hmm. So, Danielle, thank you so much for showing up and sharing your insight with our audience. Y'all have a great weekend. Y'all can get my free case study at levelupwithchristy.com, or y'all can join me tomorrow for my event where I'm going to be talking loud for like five hours. It's going to be great. And that is levelupwithchristy.com. So, Linnell, don't hang up. Bye, y'all. Have a great weekend.
1: Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review if you love this episode. Follow Christy on Instagram and LinkedIn. And don't forget to get her free gift by texting CHANGENOW all one word. Again, change now to 66866. Until next time, go out and win bigger.